0: This is Hope FM.
1: Well, as you heard me say right at the beginning of the programme, there are two special guests today, uh, Roger Constantine uh, and uh, also Nikki Wilkinson, both of, of whom are with the. And with community church and their capacity and what they do and everything, you'll hear about throughout the program. But it's always a good place to start, uh, and I'm going to start with you, Nikki, if you don't mind. As to how did the whole faith journey begin for you? I mean, I know that you hail from a certain wonderful country. Uh, actually, I thought I have, I have been there. The whole time I was there, it rained incessantly, both in Melbourne and in Sydney.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> yeah, But
1: I, I, I really had a great time. Uh, yeah. And uh, but which, which part of Australia are you from?
0: From Sydney, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, the best city.
1: And of course, it's been in the news, hasn't it? You know, because of the uh, the Harbour Bridge flying the flag at half-mast. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Duke and the Queen have been there. Many times,
0: yeah, yeah, and they're you know loved and respected so much by the a lot of the Australians. So, yeah, they'll have felt the news down there too. But this summer's been a, a summer of flooding as well, Blair. Unfortunately, so it's oh been, dear, yeah, yeah, plenty of rain there too. So, <laughs> hopefully, the next one. Well,
1: I wasn't a million miles away actually from me being at home. You're know, obviously here in the UK, but yeah, yeah, fantastic country. And I got to see a kangaroo and and I cuddled a koala. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we well, you've ticked all the boxes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell us a bit about Your home life then Were you brought up In a a Christian background
0: Yeah I was Yeah really blessed To have a Christian mum and dad And um, been brought up that way So church has always been A part of my life So um, church from When I was in nappies basically So yeah it's been Been great Really blessed And uh, a really good upbringing um, but yeah, five years ago or so, five, six years ago now, just felt the call of the Lord to... Um, I'm an accountant, chartered accountant, and was was working away there and, and just felt God put something on my heart, like he's got something more for me, something else. So, um, you know, I, I came over here, took a step of faith and came over to the UK uh, with another Christian ministry, Ebenezer. And what God has opened up for me since then in, in joining BCC and all that has sort of flourished from that has been amazing, so...
1: Yeah, and what was it that made you decide? I mean, of all the places that you could have gone in the world, mm. why the UK?
0: Well, it was it was because of Ebenezer. They're over here in Bournemouth. That's their head office. So, um,
1: so tell us a wee bit about Ebenezer for people who don't know.
0: Yeah, Ebenezer is a Christian ministry that helps in uh, bringing the Jewish people back to Israel. Those who want to go and prayer and uh, intercessory ministry and that as well. So, yeah.
1: So now, of course, you're handling all the finances, all the money and so on at at, at BCC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not all that you do, is it?
0: No, that's not it. So that's what um a, a large part of it is, is the financial stuff. But I'm also uh, one of the elders there, which is an amazing thing. And, um, you know, I was I was really humbled and, and shocked in a way to be asked that, but have absolutely loved the journey of it and, you know, still growing into it. But um, it's an incredible thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, coming to you, Raj. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, faith journey.
2: Well, I wasn't brought up in a Christian home, uh, Blair. Um, actually, I eventually went to church when I was about ten because a mate invited me. I enjoyed it, and uh, then uh, that mate went off to be a missionary kid, and so that sucked. And so, someone needed to take me. So my dear old di- mum, she took me uh, along. Uh, she wasn't a Christian. Uh, dumped me off and uh, there I would be and then winter time came through and she felt it was a bit cold waiting outside for me so she snuck in with a newspaper to uh, just uh, uh, wait until uh, you know children's church Sunday school had finished and um, she heard about Jesus and that changed her life incredibly it wasn't until I was about 12 that I think I decided to follow Jesus there's been numerous times Blair in my life but that was a time when, back along in the Cold War days, when way uh, back then, <laughs> way back then, we were old enough to remember. Uh, Nikki isn't, uh, but there was there was an American guy who was smuggling Bibles into Russia, and I thought to myself, the guy's either mad, or he actually thinks that the Bible's important. I took a little track for him because it was free, and then a couple of weeks later, I read it and realized I needed Jesus in my life, and even at that age. Later, my father died when. Um, uh, i was 14 he had only come to faith about two years later uh, my brother also came to faith as a result of my father's death so we got a phrase in our family in death there is life and um i suppose from about 15 to 18 i was a bit of a naughty rascal that would be the the kind of person who would be described at that age um, and then about 18 i realized if jesus was worth following i just needed to Take a moment and decide to follow him. So that's what I've I've done,
1: um, and I can tell you a bit more. Uh, so, but so did, did either of you hit the sort of you know? Sometimes we all, we all hit that bit of rocky road, don't we? And particularly in the formative years, did 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 any of you hit a bit of a bump in the way?
0: I wouldn't say a bump in the way. I mean, I was a, I was a bit of a rascal through my high school you years. Naked, <laughs> were you were oh, I
1: can't believe it. That's nothing's
2: changed there, Blair.
0: <laughs> but I, um, I'm, no, faith-wise, no. I must say, I've, I've always sort of there hasn't been a time where it's been particularly tough. Yes, there's been some challenges and you know, personal loss in the family or different things, and um, but nothing particularly rocky. I think the most difficult thing for me was, like I said, you know, taking this step, leaving my family behind and coming over here by myself. But when you know God's in something, he, he makes it feel easy actually. So, um, yeah. But no, blessed not to have had a really, a now, really Roger, tough Roger, must,
1: he must have had a bump in the road because he's a bit of a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> Blair, yeah, I'm
2: following your lead, mate, on being a rebel. Um, yeah, me, ton- me? Me, t- a t- rebel? T- 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 tons of times. Um, that's just the reality of life. You know, I, I think when I was trying to come to terms with my father's death, i was i uh, wasn't sure where god was who he was how he was in my life um in recent days three and a half years ago when my wife sarah died after battling cancer for 17 years you know it didn't stop my faith but it did art- made me ask a lot of questions and i think that's okay with in, in, in faith especially mm-hmm. with a god who's more than big enough to deal with my nonsense and my shouting and my my upset um but yeah there's there's been doubts but doubts doesn't stop you believing it just makes you more inquisitive to see how a god of love can affect your life and uh, emotionally i might have been wrecked at different times but my soul was in a good place as the old hymn writer says uh when sea billows roll it is well with my soul and that's all because of jesus really
0: this is hope fm
1: Oh well that's that passion there. Christian Stanfield and of course Gloria St and you're, you're right. You know, I could see you were straining there <laughs> at, uh, as if there was drum set <laughs> in front of you, you know. <laughs>
0: Gotta got hold but, my hands back.
1: But actually, I mean you mentioned you mentioned, you know, as you were introducing the song there, Nikki, about mm. the passion and about the and that is a song that I mean, glorious day. And he came out of that tomb. Yes, yes, And, of course, we just remembered all of that, haven't we? Yeah. But, of course, it is... One, one of the things, and I don't know whether you've ever read Josh McDowell's book, uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, have you? Yeah, I have. That's an old book there, there Blair. It certainly is. Probably, <laughs> but he, he's 81 now. Is he? But his son, Sean, uh, uh, is... a mate of yours. Uh, no, no, no! no. <laughs> I wish he was. Uh, his his his, his son Sean is um, an apologist, like you know, like his dad. Yeah. Uh, but they have they have loads of stuff on the internet, and uh, yeah. and you talk about faith building stuff. It's all free, of course. You know, mm-hmm. if you put in Sean McDowell and so on. And of course, the, the reason why I say that is because that the passion of the resurrection, because mm. they maintain both. Both Josh and Sean maintain that, as the Bible says, you know, that uh, if the resurrection did not occur, our faith is hopeless, in, in yeah. vain, pointless. Yeah. But, but it, it so it is something to get excited about,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
1: but, but actually, just bring me to a whole thing about worship. Um, I mean, do you, do you play in the worship band as well?
0: I do, I do a bit oh, of drumming here and there,
1: multi talented, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, and you? Burst forth, Roger. On occasion, I, no,
2: I, um, I'm not a <laughs> musician. I can sing allegedly, uh, but I have actually. Because uh, uh, can we say that someone bet me wants to dance on a Sunday morning? Yeah, I've danced <laughs> sometimes on a Sunday morning. I would love to be in a fly. I, I, I have shaped my funky stuff when, when it needed <laughs> oh. to happen. So uh,
0: I'm sure it's on video somewhere. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah don't. <laughs> someone will dig it up now.
1: <laughs> but but the the whole nature of worship. I, I I suppose that for me, one of the things that really had a big impact on me was. When I went to the revival in Pensacola sure and out of that I think there was something like a hundred thousand people um, became Christians out of that revival you know um, but I went to the Bible school uh, yeah. that that was born out of that yeah. uh, into one of their worship sessions what do you know I was burning up I've never been in such passionate worship in all of my life and it and you know when, when I was praying uh, having had that experience I felt sort of that still small voice that we all hear from time to time, you mm. know, saying to me, Blair, if my people would worship me like this yeah. mm. in spirit and in truth, then there would be no issues. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I, I, it's always remained with me. But So I guess that that, you know, as as a worship leader, Nikki, and someone who participates in worship, and yourself leading the church, uh, Rog, that I guess that leading people into the very presence of God and letting them you know just express themselves in
2: yeah indeed letting them be free i've got a little story which mike Pillavarci once taught and i i hadn't actually thought of it this way but you know that word worship actually is something um there's an element of it and he gives this story of you know kissing somebody or he actually used the phrase i guess it's for teenagers but it's a really helpful illustration you know um uh, actually like a dog wants to lick you you know he's passionate and excited and Blair I don't know if this is the first time you've ever had a dog on Hope FM live but it's, he, it's actually not the
1: first oh, time come on he didn't get the award <laughs> it, it,
2: what is going it, on it is the second time now what's your little dog called so he's called Jake and he's uh, nearly uh, 17 years old and he's asleep beside me he's getting yes. a bit of an old boy but it's a really helpful illustration you know that his love for me is unconditional um he's excited when i'm there um he'll show his affection to me he's not thinking about other things he's totally focused when i come into his world and actually i think that's something at the heart of what you've just described about god loves us to be totally focused totally adoring him totally just in that moment
1: of hanging out with him mm-hmm. and enjoying him so and of course for those who may are more contemplative amongst us not not everybody likes the big band mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but of course it, it I suppose it's being yourself isn't it it's it's just like in spirit and truth and you can be yourself and honest and open yeah you know, quietly before, mm-hmm. before, before God as, as you can, which is why, of course, you know, people who are more meditative in their in their praying sure. and so on and in their expression of worship are just as as valid as any, Absolutely. anybody yeah. else. Yeah. You know? okay. yeah, That's
2: part of our emotional ability, isn't it? That we're designed actually to sometimes have time of quiet and time of peace and silence and love the fact that God can meet with us in that moment and we can meet yeah. with Him. But equally, as so many of the Psalms say, there's going to be a lot of shouting and banging
1: sometimes when we can. <laughs> (laughs) meet with god well i'm glad you used that term shout you know because there's there's one worship group when you think of australia What Good you play. Think?
0: You're getting there, definitely. I, I, I getting it, a, is, each is, is time, there's what an improvement. It's getting
1: a little bit better. <laughs> is it? Yeah, but but and of course that's Hillsongs, isn't it? Yeah, and absolutely. The, and the Hillsongs. amazing, darling, check. You yeah. know. did you, did you ever have the the Hillsong experience?
0: Absolutely, but I think most most Australian Christians would have at some point for sure. And um, really special amongst that was their live album recordings. You know, they would fill stadiums, and I remember as a kid growing up and going to a couple of them, and there was nothing like it. That experience of you know. Being together and knowing this was an album, you know, being recorded live, it mm. was, um, yeah, amazing.
1: <laughs> well, on that note, let's hear from uh, from the lady uh, her, her, herself. Uh, this is a shout to the Lord.
2: Listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk
1: well, my very special guest who've been sat. Well, I've got three special guests actually in the studio this morning. One who's sleeping. Uh, it's a very, very disconcerting to have somebody come into your studio, Nicky, and he's yeah. snoo- snoozing away.
0: Rog, wake up.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, We're not so, in an elders meeting yet. So we, so we've got Roger's Sorry. little dog. So he's, Is he here to guard you? <laughs> yeah. He's here to stay alive and to keep me awake, allegedly. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, we we were talking sort of all things uh, worship and so on. Let's turn our attention really to the to to the past year because obviously you're coming up. This is this. This is your centenary year, isn't it? It is. It is. It's just amazing, and um, yeah. and talk about the last hundred years, all of which. So you'd be you'd be getting as you know, call from the Queen, wanting the letter, you know, <laughs> r- yeah, Roger, yeah. You know. And um, but um, but obviously, it, it's been a very strange past year, and sadly, we haven't been able to do things in the way that we were used to doing them. How did you cope with that in BCC? Because not only, of course, do you have your worship services in the Life Centre. You have a huge community programme. How did
2: you adapt? Well, why don't I talk about what we did at the Life Centre. Nikki can talk about how we adapted, probably. Um, So the Life Centre has always been open, uh, Blair, um, all the way through the COVID times because of our connection with the community is so
1: important to us. So you've got the food bank.
2: Sure. So the food bank supplied, um, uh, along with other nations that we've helped, uh, nearly 80,000 meals last year. Um, We also have something called Munch Club, which is looking after nearly 100 kids uh, weekly um, who would have gone without food because they're not in the school um, meal situation. Uh, We have... um diabetic eye screening with the nhs the blood bank is also open with us so we've been open for the community so that's all continued S- just all the way through socially the, distanced of course. socially distanced covid yeah. safe um all uh, just yeah. We, we've kept that open because it's a community resource um but for the sundays for the gathering the saints uh, we preferred really one another and preferred the safety of looking after one another and um for most of that time uh, we worshipped online. Nikki can share what, how we go about that. But, yeah, so Life Centre was open the whole time in uh, regards to worshipping
1: together um, online. I mean, one of the things that, of course, we'll talk about, you know, a wee bit later on, is the impact, you know, because yeah. it has had a very serious impact, particularly on people's mental health. But, Nicky, uh, so you're the Zoomer.
0: Uh, yeah, I was definitely part of it. We've got Tim was the mastermind behind it all, but it was amazing, Blair. You know, you know, the lockdown this time last year happened so quickly that um, it was just all hands on deck to quickly adapt and be flexible. And you know, we were all in one, all in our own home, uh, zooming, zooming from home, doing things. Um, through Facebook and YouTube, and thankfully, actually, we already had a lot of that technology set up that we were streaming our services on Sunday through yeah. YouTube. So there wasn't too much to do. That was a a real help. But um, yeah, all of a sudden, we found ourselves in our own homes and <laughs> having and w- to talk to the screen instead of. <laughs> but it was great to
2: broadcast to th- live, yeah. and I think for us that was that was the win. Um, yeah. Just keeping connected with people, so they mm-hmm. like your radio station. People can ring up, phone up, text, yeah. ask
1: questions, and. That's the way that we adapted. Um, so As indeed did, did quite a number of oh, sure. uh, of of churches. Did yep. Yep. But now that it's sort of beginning to open up, and yep. you're not quite back yet, are you?
0: No, we're on a sort of wh- one-week-on, one-week-off basis in terms of meeting in the Life Centre. Um, yeah, just keeping all the... You know,
1: How many are you allowed? Uh, we have? can
0: have about up to 100, I think, socially distanced. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: about 150 socially distanced. Mm-hmm.
0: Keeping some good space, but... Um, yeah, big a big focus for us also is is really encouraging our small groups to meet together as well. You know, keeping that small community where they can, you know, in the garden or whatever. And as things open up in in homes, but um, yeah, week in week out, doing a, a meeting together at the life centre and otherwise. Mm-hmm.
1: It's what would you say have been the pluses of the? I mean, I guess that if we were voting, we would uh-huh. say, please, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, but no, thank you more. <laughs> sure, <laughs> well, yeah. But but of course, it hasn't all been bad news. No. What, what would you both say have, would have been the, the, the more positive things of, of the lockdown and all that we've been through?
0: Mm. I think so many more people have been able to connect in. With, with things going online, the reach of the church has been that much greater. And I think you know we've seen a lot of seeking and a lot of searching. And for people to be able to um, connect in with the church online from their own home and just sort of have a look and see what's going on without feeling the intimidation necessarily of I'm walking into a church building now has been Mm -hmm. yeah so we've we've connected with a lot of new people uh, through that which has been amazing
2: Blair I think COVID is um, it's all been hard loss for many of us but what has brought to the surface for um our cultural uh is that whole aspect of the importance of community that nikki has said uh, the importance of uh, neighborliness the importance of being accepted known and needed how loneliness the importance of just eating together and drinking gosh the pubs were stacked weren't they yesterday as i was drove past a few
0: um
1: (laughs) did you drive past (laughs)
2: yeah i did drive past i didn't actually partake though i was desperate I i did lick my lips a couple of times thinking that would really go down well but there was no space um but actually i think Uh, Any crisis um, in crisis management, you know, you go from reaction to recovery to reconstruction. um, It gives you an opportunity. And this is a good opportunity for the church broadside to look at itself and say, how do we connect with our community? How do we do that well? Um, Is the method that we've done for so many years? is it just a method that is actually stopping us being missional and stopping us being true disciples of Jesus? So that's a big question, a bit of soul-searching, but I think it's a great opportunity for, them to, for us to do sort of everyday church with everyday people mm-hmm. and to do something different, not for different sake,
1: but to connect with people in new ways. So are there some of those things that you have learned to do, like Zooming or Mm -hmm. Teaming or however you're doing it? (laughs) Uh, uh, Would you retain those things, do you think?
0: I think absolutely. I think just because the lockdown will finish and we'll be able to meet in person together doesn't mean we'll get rid of all that stuff it's been an added benefit and where we can find a good sort of hybrid of of keeping one thing going uh whilst also meeting together because we're all desperate you know to worship (laughs) together in community again for sure um yeah absolutely doesn't mean that we'll get rid of those things
2: yeah i mean some of the experience is just from listening to people who perhaps wouldn't be regular church attenders and actually you know if you look at the demographics over the years we've seen that decline but people are connecting whilst they're in the forest, you know, um, listening and connecting with God from uh, a different place. And that's been a really interesting discovery because actually, you know, who's to say we can't meet God in different places? Of course we want fellowship. Of course we want the connection of the saints. But it's opening up a whole new vista for us,
1: uh, which I think the church, Broadside, needs to explore.
0: This is Hope FM.
1: Yes, and my very special guest uh, has been uh, Rog Constantine, who's the uh, senior team pastor at, what well, we refer to it as BCC, Bournemouth Community oh. Church, uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, and he's brought along his little dog. Um, I thought you were going to say <laughs> brought along <same>. little Nikki.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: a little dog Jake's down beside <laughs> me. Nikki, I do apologise. Is he like <laughs> this all the time? All the time. She does bite nearly as bad as the dog. Yeah. I tell you, <laughs> little dog's been sleeping most of the time, very well. Uh, <laughs> yes, and very well behaved as, as well. In fact, he's the best behaved of all of us in the studio today. <laughs> and Nikki, Nikki works as Nikki. Nikki is from uh, Australia, from Sydney, Australia, uh, and she's the operations and finance pastor and a, a worshipper player of the drums <laughs> uh, and, and all of that <laughs> Let, let's talk a wee bit because obviously you're coming up on a significant year 100 years of, uh, yeah. of, uh, of BCC how did the whole work begin well it began
2: 100 years ago where a couple of guys were down actually deciding that there was a need to share Jesus and they played with some kids down in a place called Calvin Road which is in Winton and, and they also just taught them stories about Jesus and then families came out and they connected with those families and the church was quite literally born in that place so some of our primary values Blair originate from that time where we connect with young families where we connect in our community and when we share the love of an amazing God and um, if we hold on to those values which we've tried over the last hundred years then we're on to something. That's why we haven't moved out of our patch. I was with somebody uh, this morning and they said, is this your manor? They were from north-east London. I said, yeah, mate, this is our manor. <laughs> your
1: manor. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, what comes in we're praying for,
1: what goes out we're praying for. So, yeah, this is our patch. Now, you, if I was to go to, to BCC on, on Sunday, when, it, when, you know, obviously you can go along You're every, welcome. Other, every other week now, I can't do, you know. And, uh, but what would I encounter there? Do you have a very mixed congregation in terms of ages and temperaments and Scheißes und Chips und and so on.
0: Absolutely. You know what Blair recently we've been doing a sort of get to know you with a few of the couples around the church and they described BCC very aptly as licorice all sorts.
2: <laughs> they also described
1: it as Marmite right? Yeah.
0: yeah. You love, love us or, or hate, us. hate <laughs> Yeah come on.
1: <laughs> but I mean that's encouraging isn't it because I mean we were just talking briefly about British culture you know and of course it's true that that I mean when I was a boy there were 500 kids in my Sunday school you know this is in Ireland there, was, mm. there still is in in Ireland, quite a, you know, I suppose a church going tradition, which is a wee bit different to, I suppose, Christian faith because you, you go because you go, don't you? Mm-hmm, your parents go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but, but our own country has been going through some very interesting times spiritually, and I don't know whether it's a stream in Australia. I always think of led by people barbecuing in Australia, you know, <laughs> on Bondi Beach singing Hallelujah. Yeah, well, get, that get is. The, get the steaks on there.
0: Yep, that is very appropriate. <laughs> very apt. Yeah, I, I think. I think the Australian culture reflects largely is very similar to the British. I mean, there's, you know, obviously you've you got your differences, but church-wise I think it's much the same. I think, you know, a number of years ago the the main sort of general mood or whatever was not necessarily thinking a need for God or, you know, God wasn't necessarily part of the picture. But I think over here and and back in Australia as well, these last 12 months have made people really stop and think, hang on a second, like, what's this all about and, and what's next, really? Um, so there's a lot of seeking and a lot of searching and, you know, Christianity is, like we know, it's it's one of the options that a lot of people are looking at amongst a lot of other things. So.
1: And, of course, you would be, be close to that because where you have that very eclectic mix of people, you know, in the, in the congregation, young and old and, and so on, yeah. uh, I mean... I think it's very important. I mean, I know there are youth churches and there are... I don't know whether there are oldie churches or most of the churches in the UK. I heard of one church that said they don't... Uh, bury them in the graveyard. To stand them up in the pew, yeah. <laughs> uh, very disrespectful. You know, uh, uh, but uh, but but it is great, isn't it? Whenever whenever you got people from different age groups, different different backgrounds and so on together, because it's also a nightmare, Blair. Blair <laughs> it's <laughs> a god joke. You're the pastor. It's you know. a god joke when he decides to
2: put all ages together to actually represent something <laughs> of a community. And you know, there's going to be hassle,
1: but it also shows the expression of the love of God. I think, which is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but although, mind you, I suppose that in times past, where you know, the vicar, uh, w- very respected, of course, very much in the community. They've worked. I'm not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, n- n- but but of course, you have more in many many churches of of different denominations. You have shared ministry these days, don't you? Where you're, I mean, I mean, for you, you call yourself team. Leader, sure, senior pastor. Yep. So you take the senior position, but but actually, BCC is a is a, a church like many other churches today, where there's a shared ministry. Do you think that important, Nikki?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think particularly this last year, the importance of team and a, a team of leaders has been so important. You know, there's roger's shared some stories of people who have gone at it their own or had to because that's where they find themselves and it's been a struggle for sure so yeah there's nothing like a support network of people around you it's so important isn't it well
1: what does a senior leader then have to say about that
2: yeah um lone rangers what a tough shout that is Mm. um we're called into relationship you know i'm a trinitarian i believe that god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and we're made in the image of god blair and that means that we're made for relationship and our faith in God means about a relationship with one another's and a relationship with him. And it's the same in leadership. Um you know, the blessing of leadership is support, accountability, the collectiveness of our gifting to work together for the kingdom. That's the win for me. I I couldn't do the lone ranger thing.
1: It's mm. wouldn't be my bag. Well, I suppose one of the most worrying things has been the, the the loss of so many young people. You know, I mean, I think it's true to say that a lot of young people. Uh, this is very general. I'm, I'm speaking, yeah, yeah. Now, but up, up until the age of twelve and so on, or fine it tends to be that when they go to the university or you know that sort of, that that tends to be. The sort of crunch time, but, but on the other side of that coin, of course, yep. uh, you, you're seeing young people, I guess, uh, looking for that reality, you know, and and also closer to the way Jesus, uh, you know, who did the stuff that John Wimber used to talk about. Yep. Yeah, yep. When ago. do we but get to do the stuff? When you, you yeah. know, But 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 actually, getting back to that sort of passionate, you know, working it out as it were, exciting, challenging uh that has got to be you know in a way what and i'm not i said young people because it's not just young people is it i you gotta let people have a go
2: i I mean i'm old in the tooth i'm catching you up blair you know and and who's who says that i should be leading the church i'm there because i'm called by god because they haven't found me out yet and so they haven't sacked me but but they have not uh, (laughs) but the the deal is you know uh, for my age group particularly we get locked into method blair Uh, and I get that because it provides a security you know we've done that for for many years younger generation doesn't they want reality they're not locked into method they'll cruise with what availability is coming and so if we can um, allow them to lead they still love God they're still kingdom people but allow them to lead in a way that actually promotes their ability to connect with the next generation about the love of God in their lives why would I want to hinder that I just want to be a great granddad or a great uncle or you know if you're a girl be, become a great aunt and support and champion the next generation it's not that I don't love the older generation do I'm one of them I need all the help I can get
1: my mouth one of them you right, Blair do you need a sip of water <laughs> get that stick out there <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, isn't it? Really, and I, I, I loved it because obviously in biblical times, I think that, God, that Jesus certainly saw us all as children, didn't he? Yeah, uh, young and old, and it'd be, it'd be lovely to be transported to heaven and see <laughs> what it was like there. But Nikki, obviously, you're a wee bit closer to the younger generation. Thank you, Blair. Uh, She's thirty-two. <laughs> Just put it out there. Um, But uh, what what do you think? uh, You know, in terms of spirituality, and I mean, here we are. You know, we're going to see. You know, a lot of unemployment. Uh, uh, We're we're seeing a a big, Mm. big rise in mental health Mm. issues and so on, right across the age groups and so on. Mm. But but as you talk to uh, to to younger people and so on, uh, what is it that's attracting attracting them to life in the church?
0: Yeah, I think. Just to say also, I think we have such a challenging road ahead of us in terms of that mental health. Um, You know, there's a lot of pastoral things that will need attention, mental health issues, anxiety, different things, like you say, loss of jobs, and it's going to be a tough road. So the church offers such a community of... People and friends that can come alongside one another. I think that's such an attraction for people is that we're looking out for one another. We're family at the end of the day. Like we've just been talking about, you know, mix of ages and everything. And yes, the younger generation may, you know, ask some questions and challenge the status quo, but we also need. That's
1: part of being young, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We need the oldies we need their wisdom their experience and we've, we can learn Thanks, from one Nikki. another
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was very interesting actually because I was listening to an interview on on, on the late Duke you know uh, uh, Prince Philip and uh, the interviewer said to him uh, oh, you are a bit of a rebel aren't you sir <laughs> uh, and he said well of course he was he, he could be a little bit you know mm-hmm. uh, not suffering fools gladly and so on yeah. but he, he but he looked at him with a wry smile on his face said not a rebel uh, an innovator I think
0: Very good Well yeah. of course
1: the millions of young people People who have benefited, you know, from the Duke of Edinburgh a- Award, and 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 I I interviewed somebody the other day who actually had met him five times, you know, mm. uh, but sort of emphasising the fact that that he had uh, there a, ma- a man ninety nine, you mm. know, but still had the ability just to be real, to, to say same. it as it was, even though sometimes it maybe got him into a spot of bother. Sure. Well, now let's talk about some of the challenges that we're going to be facing this year. Nikki, you you touched on it with with mental health and so on. I think, I mean, if you, if the pundits are to be believed, there's a pretty much a tsunami coming, you know, because so many people have lost their jobs. All the people have been furloughed, of course. I think, in truth, probably a number of employee employers who were going to change and maybe their business wasn't doing very well. They, you know, there has been a bit of a you know a reason for well you know, well, now would be the time to pull the plug. But nevertheless, yeah. we're talking about people's lives and their income and so on. Not to mention, of course, mental health, but because particularly with young people, there there has been, you know, uh, a, a huge, huge need. I mean, there was a, a need before uh, because you, there weren't enough counsellors, you know, available mm-hmm. t- to go around. Uh, so I guess that that's going to become uh, even more. And you, as you quite rightly said, We need to get ready for it. How how can we do that?
0: Yeah, I think we as the church need to be ready for that. And um, just by, you know, by being aware of what's going on, I think it's so good that mental health issues are being talked about that much more. You know, if you go back a few generations, it just wasn't talked about so much. So there's such a more heightened awareness Mm -hmm. of that, which I think goes a long way.
1: Well, one in three, don't they reckon, are impacted by mental health? yeah right and you've just you were just telling me you you did a series in church dealing with things like depression yeah, and we, stuff. We,
2: it came off the back of a book i can't remember the author blair but the, the book was called louis Fe- giglio oh, is the author oh, of
1: course you would know i hate you <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it came it was facing your giant he you brought you, you, be his memory <laughs> she's the and brains of the he's outfit he's got the dog for protection and he's got you for yeah his she's definitely the brains <laughs> of the outfit um so uh yeah and that was really helpful for us i think it was it, it, 18 months ago two years yeah. ago
0: yeah
2: yeah we we went through that and it, it looked at h- how we face anxiety fear depression um uh addiction um all sorts of things and it was really practical fortunately we were able to have quite a few professionals who came in and uh gave their professional viewpoint alongside what god's word has to say in helping us of the renewing and transforming of our mind and um you know i was actually i'm going to tweet a bit later on or or instagram a bit later on something that i've been processing that you know so often we're in autopilot from learned behavioral patterns there where we've experienced damaging emotions in the past and they then create the autopilot response for us to create even more damaging responses for the future and i was just reflecting actually god wants to transform our minds and um he wants to help us in that renewing process so where there has been damage where there has been hurt there still is hope
1: and uh yeah it's a process for myself really mm. and of course it's an interesting isn't it because i mean we would be watching uh you know prince philip's funeral on saturday and there you have a situation where of course you've got two brothers who were close and now you know well I don't need to go into the details, but, but you know, are, are no longer, you know, as close as they were. Uh, and, of course, Prince Andrew, where, you know, there's a, he's had to step back, but now he, he's wanting to be wearing full military uh, uniform on, for the funeral on Sunday. Harry will be the only one, if things don't change, he'll be the only member of the family who won't be in military things it's interesting I've been reading some of the, c- the commentators and all of this yep. uh, and uh, they've been and one of them were they were talking about forgiveness actually mm-hmm. and about how of course the, future, the monarch is the head of the Church of, of England yep. so William will become the head of the Church of England So, but these conflicts of course are not they're not easy to deal with are they and, and of course in the case of the royal family the whole world is focused in yeah
0: that's it I yeah. mean at the end of the day they're a family like any other but they're you know their news is on display for all to for see all but to we see, all see, deal yeah. with these things don't we
1: absolutely Absolutely, yeah. but I think it's important isn't it that I mean there's a there's a song that we play in Hope FM called truth be told yep. and fact should have lined it up really shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but but it's basically about how the truth is seldom told you know so you say to somebody, well how are you mm. Oh, I'm fi- I'm fine mm. okay but I, I I always say to people it's it's better not to, to share all your deepest thoughts with the world and his cat really but it is very important that you have you have somebody you can trust you know? yeah uh, because that can be the beginning of healing but then there's that element of the holy spirit yeah which you will know something about roger about the holy spirit or about the the inner healing? Well, well no, about, it, well, about, both. about uh, both. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm, I'm just when you were saying about that, you know, about not sharing with everybody your innermost details. Sometimes it's important to do some of that so that people can identify with you. I but, only say that because of the trust element. You yeah, have. yeah, absolutely. But then I was thinking actually um, about the Australia crocodile Dundee and they, you know, how'd oh. you cope?
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he Nick,
2: <laughs> Sorry, but it was the, it, you know, he says, you know, how'd you cope? It's because I've got mates. You know, he didn't have. Yeah, yeah. we all need mates that we can share sure. share with on on a deep level. Um, yeah, in my own circumstances, uh, and for everybody else, really, Blair. You know, we we face grief in different ways. Not just with the loss of a loved one, but we face it through sometimes loss of bad health, through loss of a job, through loss of an important relationship to us. You know, grief has various different levels, but it still exhibits something of those feelings in us of how do we come to terms with that and and how we do that so uh yeah i'm happy to to share about any of that if you want me to well
1: let's talk a little bit about the loss of your of your wife sarah yeah Uh, i mean that must have been very difficult because i mean for what period of time did you have to live with the threat of sarah not surviving so sarah got cancer at the age of 32
2: um breast cancer she had surgery and um had remission for 10 years which was amazing my kids were little and they were amazing through that as well um and so we had to live with that for 17 years on and off and
1: how did you how did you cope with that because obviously you were with a high profile you know as a christian leader yeah i have a simple faith player i'm not that i'm not that clever and so it makes it a bit easier
2: for people like me i guess i coped um one because at the end of the day i had a hope emotionally I've been a mess and sometimes I've learned bad behavioural patterns as a result of of just coping like we all do at different times. But also because I was in community and I had mates, you know, um, and also I had God. And Which is why, of course, you're stressing that because you've gone through that experience. Yeah, I had God. And keeping it real is so important, Blair. So often we say, oh, haven't you got over that? And you think, oh, come on, you need a punch. But actually just people... People need space to be real, to be angry, to be happy, to be sad, to to grieve. And sometimes spiritual plasters, which are intentionally meaning well, aren't always the best thing. Actually, the best thing is somebody to walk alongside you to listen to your nonsense but also to just keep walking in relationship and love with you. That's what community does for you.
1: And I suppose Nikki that that it's I saying this to both of you, but it, it's important to to feel the freedom to grieve, to be angry, yeah, to absolutely. not to not understand, yep. to not have it all together. Yeah. Um that's important, isn't it?
0: Yeah, to give yourself that time, you know, not to sort of harden up straight away and think i've got to carry on stiff a lip sort of thing you know in australia we'd say take a spoonful of concrete and harden up <laughs> but um that you know that that's quite the opposite you know it's it's so important to have that time and i think that's where we as the church can come in and just if we realize the role that we've got to play in just being able to welcome people in give them the space give them the time hear them out and you know show them what god can offer
1: but just changing the text slightly, Roger, there will be people listening to this programme sure. who are not, they would say themselves, they're not in a good place. Yeah. For a, for a whole number of reasons, yep. you know. I understand. And, and maybe grief, and certainly, with, of course, on the back of this COVID, my goodness. Loss. How many have lost. Mo- you know. Most of us know someone who's died, don't we, uh, at this time. So there is a tsunami of, of, of feelings out there. Yeah. And, 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 and I guess people are going to Blame god you know and, sure. and 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 even say well how could there possibly be a god in yep. the first place yeah yeah you know, you've walked that road yeah uh, and um obviously you lost sarah but were, were you angry at, at any point
2: oh yeah for sure i mean uh, that's part of the normal grieving process is to say you know god why did this happen you know weren't my prayers good enough what's uh, what was what's the deal here and um god's big enough blair to cope with my nonsense and it's not nonsense though to actually ask the question where were you god um, and whether people you know
1: christian folk yep. saying to you he's going to be healed
2: oh yeah definitely i mean that's you know i, I believe in healing uh blair But I believe it's not always fully here because the kingdom hasn't fully come. So God calls us to pray for healing. And, you know, there were some dear folks who said, you know, you prayed more, she may be alive. And I, okay, Mm. that sucked a little Mm. bit, but I get the point. Mm. But but equally, God numbers our days are right. One thing, unless Jesus doesn't come again, is that we're all going to die, Blair. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the reality so what what makes the game changer the game changer for sarah was she knew she was going to die but she had the hope of heaven she obviously was sad that she was gonna you know leave my kids and myself and other people that loved her dearly uh but she had a hope and that was the deal breaker and, and how old was she when she eventually went home uh 53 so very young yeah yeah, yeah. 53 i mean uh, but you know I, I was a bit peeved that she beat me to heaven but <laughs> she, she maxed out you know she did what she needs to do with with god and um you know going back to your story about people uh asking a question of god i say ask as many questions of god as you want to and you can even blame him but you can ask him but here's the deal breaker for me blair is that there's only one person who's died for me that i know my name is actually given to me by my dad because I'm named after a person who died to save him. I don't particularly like the name Rog, Roger, you know. OK, it's a bit of an older name, but I live with it because it reminds us, or reminds me that someone died. Jesus understands pain and suffering. And my simple faith is simply keep going to a God who loves you. You don't have to fully understand him, but know he identifies with our pain.
0: This is Hope FM.
1: Well, that's those wonderful people in Bethel music, and that track was uh, The Goodness of God. I mean, we cannot be protected by going through challenges. We can't be protected from loss. We will all die, and we will, we will lose people. But, of course, there is this thing that we call the sure and certain hope. What, what comfort did you have you know, when you eventually lost Sarah And I mean, now you're dealing with people, of course, who have gone through this experience all the time
2: yeah i think it was um, a variety of things blair you know we talked about friendship we talked about the promises of god um but sometimes again i'm I'm saying because i'm a simple uncomplicated guy and um either god is who he is or he's not and it's okay to ask questions about him and to think what he's really like but i think i made a decision before sarah died that god loves me regardless and i'm going to just trust in that and emotionally i might be absolutely mangled um, but my will my soul is safe and secure even though my emotions might be torn shredded and give me a lot of grief so that was that was a helpful thing for me to talk to people as well to share to have a good cry so i i made opportunity to have time when i could just really cry and and let out some of my frustrations and um some of my questions and have a good shout and uh, all the above but um yeah i don't know if that answers it fully it's different for different people uh but god was there with me through the whole process and when sarah died you know being a pastor but also being a husband and a dad there's been plenty of times in in my experience of pastoring where you've seen people move from this life to the next and what that feels like and uh, had the privilege of being with sarah as she passed away as well what was that like rog um it was a surreal moment really you know we we were home and uh as a family we we were there we knew that it was about a week left and um we'd only just gathered that day and uh she we talked about sarah and i talked about that actually when she was going to go she'd just give me a wink because she could no longer converse the motor system in her um, brain to mouth had had dysfunctioned at that point um and uh she she gave me she looked up and gave me a double wink i thought gee she's off you know (laughs) (laughs) and then actually there was this whole amazing sense of the presence of god i know that sounds weird for many if you're not christians but it was just it was good she was peaceful we were peaceful and she slipped away and um we decided that we'd play some worship uh, a worship song uh, my sister-in-law fit was there as well she's a community nurse and we played this worship song, which really, as she, as Sarah departed this world, her body was still about, departed this world and uh, slipped away. Um, the privilege of being a husband is that, you know, in a long time past, I used to be an auxiliary nurse. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother show, Blair. I can tell you a lot of stories about that. So I was able <laughs> to care for her quite intimately, which mm. I was
1: really pleased about. And turning to you, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you you haven't been without your moments of, of sadness.
0: Yeah, that's it. I, we had a cousin um, pass away early on. He was twenty eight or something. Just totally fit, young, healthy guy playing basketball one time, and that was it. He had a heart attack and went. So mm. yeah, real shock, real shock.
1: Good way to go though, isn't it? Yeah, and when well, you think about it. And anyway, I, I loved. Uh, you know, I think it was. Um, you know the the Countess of uh Wessex you know who uh, Sophie when she was talked about the, the prince going, yes, you know, so it, it somebody took him by the hand, yeah, and yeah. off you. Well, I thought that was such a comforting thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. To say, well, let, let's uh, let's change subject, lighten the mood. Now, of course, <coughs> There's one very important subject that we have to deal with here. When we'll get it sorted, and that, that that is. Here we are looking out the window. Here she so, doesn't know how to. Mate, <laughs> you don't go there. The sun is shining. <laughs> the temperature is climbing slowly, rising. <laughs> uh, we're getting into (laughs) the barbie season (laughs) Uh, now of course when you think of australia (laughs) (laughs) where uh, and the bonsai beach and christmas day shall i just leave and leave you to get on with this now i I understand there's a bit of conflict between yourself and your boss here and you know your friend the great uh, debate uh, we uh, call and it all hinges on how to do barbecues
0: Mm, yes, well, and more specifically, how to correctly eat a burger.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Now, I was asked a question, folks. Uh, would I enjoy beetroot uh, with my bur- my burger? Beetroot's the devil's food. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you different. It's part of the fool. No, Roger, you control yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, now, the truth of the matter is, I, I, I'm actually quite fond of beetroot. Uh, That's but within b- 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 a salad, I've had it. I've mm-hmm. never had it on a burger bun.
0: Okay, well, I challenge you, next time you have a burger, Here we just put it. a slice of beetroot on there and it will have made it for you. Revelation. So
1: there you are, folks. Yeah. If you had learned nothing else in this program, yeah. when, you're, when you're getting those barbers, dusting them out and so on, yeah. uh, then... Uh, do, you know, you know, do you know, Blair, someone actually made her
2: beetroot ketchup. Can you believe it? It was a the, the chef, greatest gift. A shepherd in the church made... <laughs> Made it for you. Made yes. Nikki and Daniel her husband. You yeah, was it
0: Nice, delicious. It, and and unfortunately, we're all out of it now. Now
1: tell me this: uh, it, it, Were we transported to Australia? Is this a thing? The beetroot on the burger.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, lies. definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs> <mean, laughs> I
1: mean, we would have ketchup, wouldn't we?
0: Yeah, that's part of it too. It's just another essential element. So yeah, w- beetroot on the burger. So what else was in there? Well, that's where I sort of draw the line. I mean, you've got to have your, your beef patty. We call it a patty over here. Yes. I think it's the and burger. You, would you make
1: your own, never mind this bot stuff?
0: Um, oh, look, I mean, yeah, if you if you can, but I I do buy it, I must admit. So you've got your beef and then a bit of cheese, lettuce, tomato, beetroot, ketchup, mustard if you fancy.
1: You know, I, I should have got. Bar? We should have got the, the, the Barbie <laughs> on the go here. So after the program, maybe during the program, we could have done it. You know.
0: Definitely, we'll come back in the summer and we'll do it. But, but
1: clearly, Roger, it's not your thing. Beetroot's not my thing. There's a story behind this. The old man.
2: I used to have a garden and we used to have to eat what was in season and how much stuff was coming out and one week it was like beetroot soup it was beetroot salad and beetroot for me I was like if I have ever to put this past my lips again I'm out of this (laughs) (laughs) but then I met you know beetroot fanatic over there have you tried it have you tried it I I don't think I have you know maybe I'm you know I'm selling it up the river good question Blair yeah shut up
1: (laughs) A man of the cloth, you know, and it's encouraging us all to No one gave me a cloth when I was all (laughs) day. And he hasn't even tried a beetroot burger, I haven't either, but uh, but actually now that you've mentioned it, mm-hmm. I shall say to my wife well, you know, Come on, garlic mayo is the rocker, or oh, BBQ sauce, that's the rocker <laughs> The old time leveler. <laughs> uh, absolutely Now, we're joking uh, but, but I guess that one of the very important things is treats, you know, I have a special needs son, you know, and uh, he's now, well he will be 36 at the end of this month, and um, but I say to him, you know, you're the most treated young man in the world you know because he uh, uh he loves treats but actually i like treats and it, but it's very important isn't it to have something to look forward to what do you look forward to nikki
0: definitely Friday night, <laughs> a nice gin and tonic.
1: Because <laughs> well, that, you've gone through that stressful week. <laughs> working with me, Out- yeah. Outside with the Barbie on and you with yes, your gin- yes.
0: Yeah, now we're setting the scene. So That's come it. on,
1: Roger,
2: confession's come on. Here. No, I think the fact that Jesus' first miracle, Blair, was to create wine that was the best ever. <laughs> I need to try as many as possible to ensure that that first miracle is standing up proof. So are you a connoisseur of the of I wouldn't the wine? say a connoisseur, but I like it passing my lips.
1: <laughs> <coughs> and, uh, you know, wine and cheese, they've got to be given from God So you somewhere. wouldn't have thought that I was sat with two raving alcoholics here in the <laughs> studio, you know. Uh, but actually, I, I like, uh, I, I, I like uh, the... Uh, I have to confess here, it's mm-hmm. New Zealand wine. Oh, know, the, yes. The, Why are yes. you
2: importing that?
1: The, the oyster wine. Have you had? Oyster Bay. That? Yeah, the yes. Savon All right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness <laughs> me. With the right sort of... But you know, do you know what made the difference for me? I know you make my laugh here, but did you ever watch the film Ratatouille.
0: Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's a bit in that really about about the mixing of flavors together, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, one of them was port and cheese. Okay, yeah. But, but the blue cheese, you know, the smelly stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> Acid know. Acid mouth burning stuff. I, I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. I thought I was in heaven, you know. I, I don't know really, if, but but when, it made me realize that there's so much about food yeah. and and mixing the right sorts of and maybe that's the thing about the beetroot and the burger. Yeah, you know, it's just that.
0: Flavor combination. So, so you know, Rog, we could be
1: missing out here on something spectacular. We we could, but I'm happy to stick with the cheese and the wine.
2: But I'll give it a go. <laughs> Come on, we'll do a taste
1: test and put That's it on fair. Instagram on yeah. some point. <laughs> well, let's have some music whilst we're having we it. We haven't got our wine or our origin and tonics. Be early year. for that. <laughs> but but it is important to have something to look forward. Uh, to and something which is which is y- y- your treat and not to feel guilty uh, about it because it's sometimes one of those things that can get you through it. Mm-hmm. And we all said amen. Amen.
0: amen. This is Hope FM.
1: Well, that's uh, Chris Tomlin there and uh, Everlasting God well from the delights of, of uh, beetroot with your barbecue on your bun <laughs> we, uh, we sort of uh, uh, draw uh, to, to looking about the whole subject of something which I'm intrigued about because you are both wearing special clothing today which says Bless 100 and you both got different designs mm. right? very nice so what is Bless 100 now it's got to be to do with your centenary
0: Yes, well connected the dots, Blair. It is we are turning 100 this year, at BCC, you, you, and you
1: very well. Ah, well.
0: Thank you, thank, thank you. Well, you know, if you're interested in purchasing, they're available on our website. Um, but yeah, BCC is turning 100 this year, and part of our birthday celebrations are we're wanting to be a blessing to our community and those around us and those who have blessed us over the years. So, you know, with the whole, it's more blessed to give than to receive. We're looking to. Um, yeah be a blessing to those around us so we've already taken some chocolates and gifts to schools, to medical centres to hairdressers, to all those who are sort of um, big parts of our community and may have struggled a bit over the last year or you know just a sign of appreciation and say good on you, we love you and keep going
1: so, talking about things to look forward to, then this is yep. like uh, like blessed to be a blessing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it interesting how a small thing, little acts of kindness that you talk about, random acts of kindness, how yeah. it can make a big difference to people? I've got life. a great story there, Blair. We had
2: a lady uh, in the church who'd been saving up one pound or two pound coins to go on holiday. They got to 100 in, in a jar. And then they gave it to us so that we could bless somebody else with it. Isn't that amazing? Fantastic. Yeah, they haven't got two pennies to rub together, mm. but they gave. And I think that was the inspiration, really, to say, come on, we can all play our part in giving someone a little bit of joy over this next year.
1: Blessed mm. to be a blessing. And isn't isn't it uh, true, though, that joy is so important? I mean, if Sheena Damon was here, you know, and uh, she, she s- sort of... We'd say that she's gone through some very difficult times, losing her son and so on. Yeah, with Simon. Uh, but joy, joy is so important, isn't it? And uh, uh, and I guess it's to find that joy uh, even in the in the midst of challenge and sadness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to be spreaders of that joy, like what what a fun thing to do. So yeah, we'll really enjoy um, blessing people on behalf of BCC this year. It's going to be good.
1: So finally, if I say to you, what was your what's your great vision? You know, as you go forward. I mean, obviously, we're coming out into who knows what but but certainly many challenges and things the the fact the gospel never changes and that that wonderful assurance that we have that as jesus rose from the dead that we too will go through that death sure. and glorify him but but you know for you individually what is that what is the thing that really rings your bell and you think oh oh, oh. I'm excited. Have do, <laughs> we'll Nikki, have to do another program about I'll, I'll it. I'll let
2: Nikki answer that one. <laughs>
0: well, one of our values is being family, as we touched on before. And, you know, for for everything that we are, all our licorice, all sorts, we are just, I'm just excited to continue this journey of being family, of being together in whatever form that looks like. Yes, we have to sort of re look at what that all looks like. But um, being family, being together, being in community, and just, you know, thriving.
1: Absolutely. Well, Rog,
2: your turn. Well, personally, I mean, we, I could answer like Nikki about the church, but God hasn't finished his story with me yet, Blair. And actually, there's loads of different things that he's teaching me in these days. I'm still a learner. I'm still trying to grow old gracefully. and And that's an exciting part of the journey that I actually god has something for us each and every one of us um on a day-to-day encounter i remember the late paul griffiths who used to head up something called ugly duckling and it was called um, table talk and he said god's in a conversation with us daily and whether we're christians or not because he wants to connect with us the love and share his love with us and so I'm just excited for the possibility of seeing what God has for my life. And, um,
1: yeah, come on. And it's going to be a thrill. If people want to join with you either, uh, you know, live at the Life Centre um, uh, every other week, mm-hmm. uh, obviously check your website out, mm-hmm. which is? and uh, Do that. Uh, what time do your services start? They start at 10
2: a.m you can subscribe if you subscribe on the YouTube channel or on Instagram or Facebook you'll always get those details that will be pumped through to you and come live as well so uh, that's one way of connecting with us or if you want to come in person to a watch party service then you can go online you can ring us you can go on to church suite app uh, and book your place because currently under COVID restrictions we've got to have your details well it's been a delight
1: to have you both on Nikki thank you so much Um, keep those those barbies going and get them to try to beat you Absolutely. Uh, uh, Thanks for the bottle of oyster. What is it? Oyster wine you're buying me, Blair. uh, That's
2: amazing. You You are so so generous, pal. I might just do that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope
1: FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.